Hi, this is Chris. And this is John. And you're listening to the Nerdy Dadcast. One of these days we should record ourselves, like actually do like the video side because people could then see how, you know, it's like we're listening to our own theme song for a few seconds before we, we dive into a show. And it's probably not the actual show's theme song either. It's probably we both have our own individual theme songs for the show that we play in our head. We sort of bop back and forth for it. Yeah, I, yeah. I enjoy it every time. Yeah, I mean, it's it, we were, we're essentially in sync, you know, but uh, it has been a while, John. Um, I think our last episode was back in February. Yeah, the um, time and the world and thing keep happening. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I if I recall correctly, I wasn't looking all that good um, because I had to, allegedly, I mean, we don't know for certain because testing wasn't a thing back then. Uh, I was dealing with uh, with COVID that went through our household. Um, but uh, um, I decided that just wasn't the only thing I wanted to deal with. And I've, I had a, a quick visit to the ER. I uh, got to go on a liquid diet for a few days, which is an interesting way to lose 10 pounds. Um, dealt with an, a head cold. Like, this is the first time I've had a cold, like the full-on congestion since 20, I don't know, who knows when. Like, it's been that long. And, uh, yeah, I mean, now here we are back. Uh, well, I'm back and you're, you're back and, and that. Yeah. And I know we've said that we're going to be regular and we're going to be every couple of weeks and, uh, all these things. I think we've said in past episodes, I mean, it's been a long time now, but yeah, none of, neither of us really took into account health and sudden, mm-hmm. sudden swings in that whole arena. So yeah, it's been a couple of months and, uh, we're both, we both look. I mean, you look much better than you did last time I saw you. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, me, yeah. I just have another scar. It's no big deal. But, uh, but yeah, it's sort of, yeah, we're, we're back and here and stuff and things. Yeah, I under, from what I understand, partners dig scars. I have my, I'm a battlefield. So, you know, yes, all about the digging. I, that's, that's, that's totally, you know, why your wife's with you is just. Yeah, well, you know. we know the famous song, Love is a Battlefield. And I mean, that is, that's me right there. That's exactly. my, so, like our, it would be our song if, if our song wasn't something else entirely. Yeah, you are the epitome of love. <laughs> oh, man, this show's already uh, gone all to heck. So uh, that's it. Catch you later. Stay nerdy, man. Well, we missed right? our Valentine's Day show. So, I mean, it's only fair that two months later we get to, I mean, it's April 14th when we're recording this tonight. So we're two months after Valentine's Day. We meant to spend it together, but we couldn't. So yeah. here we are. Yeah, we are here. And, you know, what I thought we could talk about is that uh, since we last recorded our show, uh, the province that we live in had uh, determined that uh, we're, we're, we're in a pandemic, but we're going to treat it like an endemic and, uh, you know, have at it. Um, I know we live in sort of two entirely different communities. I imagine the approach in each of these is, is quite a bit different. And uh, that said, you know, following the newer guidelines, there are many more things that are happening. Um, case in point, my daughter is in some after school programs or as she goes to daycare after daycare programs, we have her in a, a hip hop dance program. Uh, we have her in spring soccer. These are things that, you know, we probably would have had her involved in or something similar, but you know, for reasons, 
weren't really keen and ultimately even if we were not all that possible yeah you know i want to be the optimistic guy in this i want to be like just like everyone else and just say yeah covid's over it's not a thing anymore it's uh it's like stubbing your toe or something you just get over it really quickly and uh, i'm not quite there yet so you know we've mm. ha- we've changed things up a little bit we certainly we ha- i mean i know your daughter is about to go through a birthday Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my son just went through a birthday, and uh, it was his third birthday in the whole COVID world. And I remember, you know, back in 2019, we had booked out an arcade. We we're going to go to the arcade and bring all his friends, and then we had to cancel that very quickly. And so his next two birthdays were, or that birthday and the next birthday were COVID birthdays, where we stayed home and we had a cake, and that was it. Which is not the experience that you know. As a parent, you want your kid to have some of those experiences that, or some reasonable facsimile of experiences that you had when you were a kid. So you want to have that big party. You want to have all the presents. You want to have the cake. And so, I mean, yeah, we this time, uh, my son's best friend came and visited. And so we had two families in the house, and he was thrilled, and he got presents that he really wanted, and that was great as well. And so... It was it was different in that we had people here, and so we didn't um, we weren't uh, we weren't completely isolated like other COVID birthdays. But it still wasn't quite the normal birthday. But you know that's just how we take it. So uh, what's up with you? Well, there you know this will be her her fifth birthday, which uh, as I'm told, apparently is a a big number. Um, I think she's five going on fifteen. But um, this will be her first sort of quote unquote, real birthday. And I mean, I use that loosely because she did have a first birthday and a second birthday prior to the pandemic. Uh, the first birthday was just us and family and, uh, a smash cake that she got to destroy in a high chair. I think she enjoyed making the mess more than, well, she enjoyed the icing. Like, you know, we didn't, we don't, we didn't to that point really ever give her anything sweet. Um, we still really try to manage that as she has gotten older, but I just remember the look on her face when, you know, that little burst of sugar hit the tongue and it's like, oh my goodness. Um, her second what? birthday, keeping from me. Yeah, exactly. Her second birthday, we had a few of her sort of, um, uh, well friends, but it was mostly kids from our prenatal group that had come, uh, but still more family than, than the kids. And we had sort of planned, like we had actually started planning, even though the pandemic came and hit and, March, we had already started planning for her third birthday. And then obviously just like, you know, you and your son, you had to, had to cancel and, and, and what have you. And, and then COVID birthday for, for third, um, was just us. Like, like, I mean, no family, just mom and dad. And she, she was fine. I mean, she had, she gets, we did zoom calls and that, and she thought that was kind of novel last year, same sort of thing. And now we're with, you know, the loosening of the restrictions and I say loosening really there. Are there any restrictions anymore in BC? I, I still don't think you can go lick people on the streets. So I've been tempted mm. to when I see people, but you know, that's the old ways. Yeah. So we have planned a, a birthday party where we've rented a, this sort of, I don't know, adventure park place. It's an indoor sort of jungle gym, two stories, like a warehouse where they've built like a park inside of it. Okay. When I remember growing up, we would rent like the community hall and you'd maybe get those like red sort of like athletic balls that you play dodgeball with. And then, you know, really it was 
whatever you can do with that ball and then often turned into you throwing it at someone. And that was really good fun. Now it's like full on adventure parks, like ball pits. It's like, uh, the McDonald's play place. Mm. If it's been like amplified on sugar. Yeah. I mean, when we were kids, I mean, the ultimate was sort of Chuck E. Cheese and that was kind of, mm. if you got to go to Chuck E. Cheese and that was amazing and anything else. I mean, yeah, there were McDonald's workdays and stuff like that, but I think really that was the ultimate goalpost. I'm more interested in like those places as a concept now, because I went to one of those in the before times. Um, my, my son originally, his birthdays were, he thought that, you know, we went bowling on birthdays. That was a birthday. So mm. you go bowling every year. And then when he finally started school or with started seeing meeting other kids, he got invited to a birthday party. And that was at one of these places. And I mean, I remember the time there were like all sorts of, it was certainly for a kid. It's fantastic. Right. But you also look mm. at as a parent, you're like, wow, these kids are germy and people are, and this is where kids actually do lick everything around, not just people yeah. on the street. And so after COVID, I'm like, you know, okay, I know probably that they have more of a cleaning regime than they did three years ago. But uh, even so, I'm like, oh, that's 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 a that's not where I'm ready to be yet. But you know, yeah, I certainly don't represent the world, so yeah, I, I get yeah. that. Well, and I, you know, that concern you raised was one that I had immediately had because my wife was the one who had had sort of found this place. Um, our daughter had actually been invited to a, a friend's birthday earlier in the year, and it was there. Um, and you know, the, apparently the, the cleaning regime is very comprehensive. Like they've removed, um, soft surfaces, everything's hard surface. Um, they, when they have a booking like this, it is cleaned before it is cleaned after, um, now as clean as it might be when you go in there, um, as kids do, kids do things and the kids and things. And it is a risk that we're sort of accepting um, within the context of, again, the rules of which there aren't really any rules anymore. Like I, I think then the bigger issue for me is that I'm, I'm of two minds. One mind is I don't know if I'm quite ready, right? Like it, it, I, I, I am still apprehensive, but then I also, I maybe have, a level of trust I shouldn't have in officials who make decisions. And again, this is not to suggest that someone who distrusts them is wrong. It's just that for me, I think my inner sort of like peace is that I, that trust allows me to almost, you know, mitigate the anxiety that would be present if I didn't like right. it's, it's a Chris decision. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, again, I think there's, I think there's many people like me and that's not to suggest I'm the only one. I mean, there are many people who are having to process and make decisions based on what seems to be in, you know, an incomplete data set. I mean, the best way to describe it. Yeah. And that's interesting. So I think in this one issue for the first time in this podcast, you and I are fairly opposed on those views. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, I personally, after three years of the pandemic, I, I don't have that faith in our institutions anymore. And I don't have the faith that the government is making decisions for us. So, I mean, I, I've been fairly like for people to follow me on Twitter or follow us on Twitter, you can see I'm fairly outspoken on this kind of thing. And that's where I keep those opinions generally. Cause like you say, you know, I'd rather, I find if you get too far into it, it, it sort of makes you angry and I don't, I don't like living in an angry state. So it's sort of, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I try to live my day to day life and just be like, yeah, okay. 
but it's totally, it's just risk management. It's, you, you know, what you personally are comfortable with and where you think that is. And that's totally mm-hmm. different for everyone. And there's no right or wrong in that for the most part. I mean, we've talked about the sort of more extreme wrongs of the past, but yeah. No. And I think, you, you know, you brought it up quite well is that, uh, you know, the fact that both you and I can have different opinions on this and both accept that those opinions are valid to, to, to possess despite being, you know, contrary, um, is frankly the way things, at least maybe in a unicorn rainbow uh, filled world, mm-hmm. the way things should be. Agreed. Um, and I, you know, I, I was actually, you know, before we, uh, we, we recorded here, I actually saw, a. a I think you had either liked or retweeted a, a a post and it occurred to me that um I bet you there is a more alignment on this sort of the distrust within the context of institutions and if we think in sort of the political spectrum that is probably bringing very opposed sides together the reasons as to where the distrust exists completely you know opposite yeah but it's, it's the, at the grand scheme, it's the, you know, there is that I, you know, have things been managed well, I would be willing to suggest, I don't know. I don't think so. But that for me, instead of saying, well, I'm going to be here, I've decided I'm just going to go and not stick my head in the ground, but maybe pull the cover over it. Yeah. And that's fair. And I mean, we're all in our different spots and we all have different stress levels and mental loads and all these things. And so that plays into it totally. Yeah. And, you know, when we come down to it, regardless, we just want to make the best choices for our children and what they, what's good for them and sort of take, take the chances we're comfortable with. So, yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, to segue back to the, the topic I mean, the excitement that I hear in my daughter's voice and how, how she is, like she's not, she's never had this experience. So she doesn't know what she has missed out on. And I, you know, some things I, sometimes I see parents where they're, um, they'll t- say like the, look how this has impacted the kids. We need to move forward because the, the kids, they're being held back. And I'm not going to discount that opinion, but my child, you know, she's the reason why it's not as much of an issue as far as I know is that she doesn't, nothing was really taken away, at least to that sense. But boy, oh boy, does she like, is she, like, it's almost like the, the first time she put the smash cake into her mouth when she was one and we haven't even got to the birthday yet. Yeah. And that's awesome. Right. And I mean, you know, looking at these, these events or these, these programs we have are in like soccer. I mean, I described her actually on social media as a very polite soccer player. Um, her choice, I actually asked her, like, are there any things you, any sports you want to do, any outdoor activities? Cause that was what I wanted. I want an outdoor activity. And cause I'm more comfortable in the outdoor space than I'm in a closed. Sure, absolutely. And she's like soccer. I'm like, Oh, you're right. And she knows, I mean, she's, we've had some outdoor programs last year that she was in. Um, one of which was sort of like a, a soccer skills camp type thing. And, uh, she, uh, was, you know, quite keen and yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. And this is her first sort of team experience where, you know, there's like the common sort of goal, there's practices, games, what have you. And she just loves being there. Like, doesn't matter who scores goals. It could be the other team. It could be her team. She celebrates it. Like, it's just so awesome to see. Like, she just wants the uniform. She got her own uniform. Oh, my goodness. 
you don't understand how we have to like pry it off of her body <laughs> so that we can actually, you know, wash it in time for the next event because she just wants to wear it all the time. Mm -hmm. Like these are the things that I just, I love being part of. And I love that she is just purely enjoying it for the sake of being there, being present, being involved. There is a little part of me that wishes that she wasn't as polite of a soccer player as she is. It's like, Oh, you want this ball? Hey, come take it. It's all good. Cause you know, I'm like, Oh, please just, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to just, it's good to be nice and friendly, but, does she put on a really good show when somebody comes by her? She's like, I mean, you and I, we were Whitecaps fans. You still are. We watched a lot of Whitecaps games together 10 years ago. I don't know how long it was ago now. But one thing I remember from those games is always, you know, the players that would barely get hit and fall and make a big show about yeah. it. So I'm just I'm look, wondering, does Baby Force, or, or I know people have been calling for her to her name to be aged up at this point, toddler yeah. force. I mean, five force. You might have to bring it up every year. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, does she put on a good show? Does she like, you know, fall and so, hold her knee and roll around on the ground? So it's, it's funny you ask. So no, she doesn't put on a big show, but if one person hits the ground, she's like, I'm totally going to go on the ground and roll around. Cause that's <laughs> so much more fun. Like it's the, you know, I, she, that's the thing she loves. She just loves being part of the group. And so, you know, if someone goes and like, trips and falls and laughs she's like oh my goodness i need to trip and fall and laugh like hey I, I mean i just that's the part i i just enjoy the most and you know the I'm a, i've always been a firm believer and this is even before i was even a father um but when i was involved in in sports um i started coaching uh in my teens like many people tend to get involved from a coaching perspective when they're not in their teens they're usually there because they're kid needed a coach or needed to have that organization structure. Me, I, I started early, but my per perception on the sport was that a child needs to have fun. Like if they're not having fun, then ultimately there's going to be many more problems beyond that. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, yes, depending on the age, there may have been more structure or a different level of expectation, but the foundation was always, you come here, we're going to have fun. And so long as you're having fun in a safe fashion and respectful, you know, I, I sort of, you know, I, I allowed it much more than others did. There are some parents who did not necessarily agree with this philosophy. And it was one of the reasons why I was no longer a coach after three years, but, um, yeah. And I think that's a really important thing. That's always been, that's a definite key as a parent for me. And I mean, I know there are a lot of parents out there that disagree with that, but for us, you know, the only thing that was ever mandatory was swimming lessons. You have mm -hmm. to know how to swim. So you're, you have to be swimming lessons, whether you like it or not. Now, luckily for me, both my kids absolutely love swimming lessons. And then beyond that, everything was optional. And you just, if you want to do it, if you're having fun doing it, then you go and do it. I'm not going to force you to do anything. I'm not going to be you know, I'm not going to drag you down by your neck and say, oh, yeah, you go do this because it'll make you whatever it wants to make you. Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, it was always, you know, if you enjoy this, you can do it and you can do it as long as you want. And we will support that. And if you don't want to do it anymore, that's cool, too. We'll do something else. And that's so I think that's important. And, yeah, you see a lot of the extremes on the other cases and, and you know, varying results. I'm, yeah. I, you know, and it's it's funny you mentioned you swim less because that's actually something else I'd like my daughter to get back into pandemic sort of put a kibosh on that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but, but for me, like actually with swimming, it's more of a safety thing. Totally. Like if you can, if you can float, manage yourself in water, 
I'd be much happier than if you were in water and it's like, oh my goodness, I can't swim. Yeah. Um, that's the concern. I mean, I had an experience five, no longer than that. Now let's say eight or nine, 10 years ago, whatever time is funny. And I can swim. I taught myself to swim, but I never did swimming lessons. And I, I always considered myself a decent swimmer, but uh, mm-hmm. we were on a boat one day and we sort of jumped off the boat into the ocean and the boat got pulled away by the wind. And I was like, 250 yards from the boat and I was swimming in the middle of the ocean. There was no safety anywhere. And so Mm -hmm. personally, even though I could swim all right, I, it just like seeing the, as far as you can see all water and that freaked me right out. And so I, luckily, I mean, by the time the boat got turned around and pulled back and they threw a preserver out to me, because they could see in my eyes, I was like, I was pretty panicked and, like I say, I, I've only felt panicked in water twice in my life, and that was the second time. So for us, you know, it's just, yeah, it, basic swimming is absolutely great, but you also need you need to be better at swimming. And my, like I said, my kids are fish. They loved it. And now, you know, we live on a lake as well, so it's another thing that we have to get back into. But Well, and that's like Baby Force. She loves the water. And so in my, you know, very educated, you know, opinion here, you love the water. You got to respect the water and you got to understand what to do when you're in the water. Yeah, and totally. That, you know, that's sort of the basis. Um, the, but like with the, the soccer and the sports and the, and the team aspect, the, the reason I was sort of presenting to her team sports was I do want her to develop those social skills to work in, in the context of a, a group. That's not to suggest she doesn't do that already. Cause we do have her in daycare and, and what have you, but I, I wanted it to be in a different setting because you know, her daycare is very structured. Um, it's very much a, like, here's what happens at this hour and routine based and that's fine. But I wanted her to have sort of the unstructured social interactions and that's where, yeah, it's going to a practice. We're going to do this now. We're going to do that now, but it's, it's a little more chaos. Yeah. And it's an interesting skill to have for sure. I mean, my, my son had to do a, assessment test last week and he'd never been tested before so a test was just like weird to him and he had no problem with it but he was very slow going through each and every step because he wanted to make sure he was right and he hadn't really like you know for us the kids that went through school went through normal school and did all the tests and did all that it's like you know that's not a big deal and we go boom 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 through it but that was a new experience for him so to have those basic skills that you don't really think about totally get that yeah could you imagine yeah I mean, I can't imagine uh, Scantron tests where you just went through. Okay, I'm good. A, B, C, B, C, B, A, yeah, all the way down. I was never that kid, but yeah, I do know people who were. Yeah. And then trying to erase it in a way that, you know, you didn't get it marked wrong because there was still too much pencil lead on the paper when the scanner, you know, viewed it or whatever. It was another century, man. Another century. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, it, it's just sort of the reality as to which we live in right now is there are, there, there's a belief that we are back to normal, which I wholeheartedly disagree with. Um, it's just, and I, I think if I do have a worry with throughout all of this, like I'm not, am I worried that, you know, we could pick it up again? Yeah. I mean, we're pretty sure it went through our household, but as you know, I think most people have accepted, it's not a one and done thing. Um, you know, it's like, if that was the case, why is it that we pick 
head colds or get the flu more than once, right? I mean, that's the reality of, of, uh, you know, viral infection in many cases, but we've now sort of reached this point where we're maybe not discounting the risk, but almost mitigating it. Like we've done everything to this point that we were supposed to do. And we're probably doing things now that we didn't do pre pandemic. Like I still, we'll still wear our masks indoors when we're in crowded spaces. Um, we, I mean, hand hygiene, I don't think my hands have ever been this clean ever. Like, I mean, it's like, I mean, baby Forrest, she's grown up in a world where if you do anything, you wash your hands. Even though I know in the context of the current virus may not be as big of an issue yeah. being that it's uh, in the air, but but still, and I mean, I, I recognize that too. In like, I remember in the before times, like having my two-year-old who's now seven, but having her on the sky train or something, and turning around and seeing her, you know, licking the bar or something, and I'd be like, ah! hey, if, if, if you've not licked the bar on the sky train, you've just not. Yeah, the you, right. yeah, you, you either lick the bar or you raise the bar. I don't, isn't that saying on the sky train? I don't even know. Yeah, but yeah, those sort of things. Totally, our, our kids are now much more germ aware for sure so there's a lesson to be learned there Um, of course we're into completely different situations where you're in a highly populated place and we're not so it's still it's kind of it's interesting how quickly it a lot of people went back to normal and just you know you don't see masks i mean i wear my mask everywhere but we're in a different situation where our household is immunocompromised so we have to be safe and have to be aware and so so yeah, for us, it's not even a question, but so many people just went back to normal right away. And that's like, I was like, wow, okay, sure. So I'll walk into the grocery store now and, and I, I'm the only one wearing a mask. I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah, sure. And yeah, it's just. That that was, like, I'll be honest, that sort of like at midnight on Friday and it's like, okay, no problem. I don't understand. Like I get why you need to set a, if you're going to make a change, you set a target. But how, like, midnight on a Friday. <laughs> Everything's good. Yeah. And it's, like, on Saturday. Like, I, so I, I do Costco runs pretty much every Saturday. And uh, I, I was pleased to see when I went to the Costco, essentially the Saturday after the, the mask mandate had been lifted, that there were still quite a few people wearing masks. And there was sort of a respectful distance between people. Like, some of these rules that have been in place, I think maybe we have as a group had been conditioned to, but the number of people who like, it, like it was like, if you didn't wear a mask, then you were going to go and be like right next to the, like it was as if there were no rules and no understanding of everything that we had done to get us to this point is like, okay, none of it's necessary anymore. I, if there were SkyTrain poles in Costco, I think people would have been like, <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. Cause I, I, I mean, it's been a while now since I'm at Costco. We don't have access to one anymore and we've, We've adapted fairly quickly on that. But mm-hmm. I remember sort of early pandemic, our first trip into the Costco, maybe like, you know, June or July 2020. And uh, yeah, I remember, I think I had a cold. It was like the last cold I actually had. And I don't know why I had a cold at that point, but I, I sneezed in the Costco and people just like dove away from me in every direction. And, it, and I mean, it was not yeah. they were that close and we were all wearing masks, but that whole hyper awareness of the original of the beginning of the pandemic. And now, yeah, it's, it's a thing now we got used to it, whatever. So yeah, yeah. I, I get that, but yeah. Anyhow, it's just a, it's a, 
it's weird times. It's been weird times for quite some time and it continues to be weird times. Yep. Anywho. Oh, I, you know, I do long for days of old, but I have come to realize that they are long since gone. And that's, I think that's an important realization because I think, I think that's like a human condition to long for days of old, but some people don't realize they're gone. So I think it's important to be able to recognize that for sure. Um, Speaking of days of old, um, as we sort of get a little nerdy here, um, I don't know if you ever played the, well, Dune as a movie book based on a book had two video games. Um, One was Dune, one was Dune 2. As luck would have it, both of those titles were developed at the same time and were entirely different games. Dune being closer to the book, but panned by critics as to gameplay. Dune 2, which people loved, but had very little to do with the book outside of a few themes. Well, there is a new Dune RTS being developed, and it's apparently much closer to the book, but also then taking the benefits of the RTS out of the Dune 2 concept, and you don't understand how I am so excited for this game, because it is is like, when people ask me, like, what was your favorite game going up, like, you know, on the computer? Dune 2. See, I literally don't understand any of it, because I, I mean, I think I might have played Dune 2 once, maybe, maybe, not sure. But uh, yeah, I haven't read the book. I haven't seen the movies. I haven't played the games. So other than knowing that it's basically a lot like uh, Tremors, Tremors of the Worms come up with the same. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all I really know about it. And we've been meaning to correct this. We're gonna we're gonna watch the movie and correct that. But uh, I'm I'm not there yet. Yeah. I okay. So I don't want to spoil the movie, um, but I will. No. Um, I didn't see it in the theater because I wasn't at that stage and I still certainly not at that stage. Like now that the rules are, you can pack that, you know, capacity as much as you want. Eh. Um, but people who had seen it were like, Oh, it was phenomenal. It was great. I want to see it again. I can't wait. And I knew it had, it was a two parter. Like I understood that. Cause there's just no way with the, if you, when people describe it, it's really close to the book, like how that can be put into a movie like a single one, but I have since watched it. It was on, um, one of the, uh, streaming services. And I have to say, I wasn't blown away by it. Like I, 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 maybe it was because people had just built this expectation so high with me that I was like, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch this. And I'm just going to like, Whoa. And I was just like, oh, okay. I mean, it was good. Anyhow, I'm curious how you, for someone who has not been and sort of consumed the Dune universe, how you'll, uh, you'll see it. Yeah. Well, we're going to get it. We're getting a projector fairly soon. So I like, really yeah, I like a projector like you, like on the, okay. yeah, I wish I had a projector. Yeah. So like you, I'm, I mean, I did go to the theater and see Spider-Man, the last Spider-Man with my son. And that was just like in the break before whatever Omicron broke out and we were also in a rural theater and there wasn't a whole lot of people there. So that felt okay to us. And we really enjoyed that. But in the overall sense, I mean, I'm not really running. I don't really want to run out to movie theaters either. So, uh, so yeah, we, there's a new projector coming out and this is sort of my geeky bit for the, I've been doing research and, and waiting and waiting and waiting for it. 
And so, yeah, I want to have, you know, lately our geeky thing's sort of been Mario Kart. We've gotten really into a lot of family Mario Kart and online Mario Kart. With all the, do you have uh, the one that you can set up the like the track no, in your home? No, oh, okay. but uh, Nintendo released some new tracks, and they were releasing new tracks every couple months or something. And so we were like, "Yeah, I'm in." And so I've, you know, I've been playing Mario Kart since since I was 13. So it's been a long, it's been a long time. 15, I guess, 92 when that came out. But yeah, my we're now going to get a projector so we can play Mario Kart at 120 inches on the wall, and that'll be. Are you gonna are you gonna paint the wall like the you know you hear there's like that type of paint that um, essentially it turns it into like a projector screen? See, I'm hoping I've already painted the wall with that color, and I'm I'm not sure entirely, but we do have a, a pretty thick silvery gray on the wall, which should work for projectors. So that is currently the plan, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I think. Well, I I I don't know anything about it, but what I understood about the paint, it was like there was something in the paint that made it mirror like mm. like it essentially it helped it helped it helped bounce the light back more effectively but uh to me i got like a, a pretty white wall here that would be perfect to have a screen projected on it and i'm pretty sure i'd be happy with whatever it happened to be right um so yeah no what what projector uh are you getting oh uh, there's a new one the the bank x3000i which is the new like their new ultra high gaming projector and so all the things show like i've been playing a lot of horizon zero west for horizon forbidden west i was called horizon zero forbidden west but uh yeah. seeing that in their in their ads for it and seeing it you know all this big thing on the wall and seeing the reviews that have come out for it too i've been like okay I, i'm sold sure i'll get that so uh we're gonna try that and it's gonna be in the living room and if that works that works and if not we have somewhere else we can put it that'll have Ooh. no light it is. It's a little bit of spendy model, but uh, <laughs> that's that's what I just saw. I mean, if it's as good as it's being described here, I'm sure it's it's well worth the the investment. Yeah. So that's that's my toy for the year, I think, and we'll we'll see how that goes. And but yeah, that, the idea of playing video games on a 120 square foot screen on the wall is freaking great. So I'm gonna oh, I, I'm gonna go and hook up like my Atari 2600 to it and play. Combat. That's Kong? Oh, Kong. yeah, 120. Montezuma's Revenge. Adventure. You know, there's no, there's no game oh, better than Adventure. So, Adventure. Yeah. I mean, I was, that's I was scared idea. of those dragons as a kid, and so now seeing them at 120 inches on the wall, I, I'm going to be, I'd probably just pee myself again. Yeah. No, I mean, I'd, I'd love to get that projector, but we just uh, put down money to get to uh, blinds installed, or as I think they're called, window treatments. Right. Um, and it's, uh, that's not a, uh, a cheap transaction, um, for a few reasons. Uh, one, uh, supply chain for anything that needs to All be manufactured things. problem. Cost goes up because there's a lot of demand too. Um, and this one makes sense. Uh, health Canada has banned cords as they are, uh, you can hazards. Yeah, struggle yourself in them. And so anything being manufactured now cannot have them okay. now that used to be a, an upgrade. You had to pay for the, you know, no cord version. So what was the solution when the ban went into place? You just knock off the, you know, budget version and you now have the premium option as your budget version. So all these things have, you know, worked into the fact that, uh, maybe we should have realized there were no blinds when we moved in here. <laughs> But it's also that's one of those things you want to sort of 
do for yourself anyways. I mean, our problem has been that we have made everything, like we decided if we ever owned a house, we were going to smartify everything. Mm-hmm. And so now I can say, hey, blank, turn on the lava lamp and it will turn on a lava lamp in the living room. So it, all these things are possible now. But with blinds, it's like, yeah, I I want that too, where I, the blinds will well, raise. You, and, you can get the smart But version. they're so expensive. Oh, so I know. I, I'm looking at even like the Ikea ones, it was like a 10 times price jump from the normal ones to the smart ones. So I was like, no, because we have a lot of windows and we will eventually do that probably, but yeah. no, that's not a thing we can afford. Or I can have, you know, basically it's, you know, I can have my projector or I can have blinds and really I don't mind. I'll go with projector. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I would go for projector too, but, um, in the, uh, the vote that we held, I would have, well, had we held a vote, I think it would have lost. <laughs> um, no vote for you. So, uh, blinds, it happens to be, oh man. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, I want to smartify this place. I mean, maybe we'll get there eventually. We have uh, the, because we're electric baseboard heating. We've got the, um, oh, I can't remember the brand off the top of my head, but we have the smart thermostats that we just have to get installed. Um, I would do it myself, ex- except for the fact that uh, electricity runs through those things. And uh, I'm, I'm handy but I would rather let a professional do it so that my house don't burn down or I don't burn all down after I get electrocuted. So. I was like that too, until I stopped being a city boy. And then now I, I actually open up panels and turn off electricity and I've, we've changed all of the outlets in this house. And yeah, it's actually something that we did and I haven't killed myself yet and they still work and nothing's oh, burned glad. down. So but for the bigger things, you certainly definitely hire a professional. And of course, there are rules and regulations. There's things you can't. Well, and so that's the other part is that we're learning that things may not have been done the right way. And so there's a part of me that is worried that because I won't be able to determine right from wrong. Yeah. Get a professional. I'll pop off a pan- I'll pop off a panel and I'll just trust. And next thing you know, uh, it's the nerdy dad cast. <laughs> just uh, me. John. <laughs> Now recruiting new nerdy dads. Rip light force. Yeah. So maybe, maybe when we come together with our next episode in uh, August, um, I'll be able to provide an update on the, uh, the electric thermostat situation. If Dune ever launched the actual video game and you can tell me how many projectors you've installed in your home. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just came off the electric. We just got heat pumps installed this last week. So we're, you know, I, I recommend that we, we like them, but, um, but yeah, I can talk yeah. about all those things for sure. Heat pumps. Uh, so we can't get one yet, but that's not because we can't do it. It's that the rules of the complex oh, okay. do not allow for them yet. Um, but our, our, our complex council seems to be progressive enough to at least understand that there is a future that they might provide and therefore is looking into the feasibility. And that's the, you know, an entirely different podcast episode because um, nothing out this way was built for the reality of the way things should be. Yeah. And where I live, people really don't like rules. So if you tell them, rules they they don't like that so yeah yeah or if you want something done you just simply say what the rule is to be opposite of what needs to happen rules sure that's exactly government in a nutshell anyways cool yeah 
Well, I think it's time to to wrap this bad boy up. We're we're starting to to meander as you know as we do old dudes tend to do. Yeah, you know, eventually uh, it'll be the grand grand great granddad. Yeah, well, I hope we get there. But uh, I don't want to commit to us being back regularly because I honestly don't know when will we record next. No, it'll be so sometime between now and twenty twenty three, I think, but I can't guarantee that. Well, that's that's a bold bold goal you've set yeah, for us sometime there. in the next eight months we're good yeah but uh you know if you have reached this point of the show and you're still listening to the podcast thank you so much um if you haven't yet followed us on social media we obviously are on social at nerdy dadcast and at facebook.com slash nerdy dadcast still not yet on tiktok apparently tiktok's uh, the next big thing yeah that's a big account still we can have nerdy dadcast tiktoks that might yeah, yeah. maybe i mean if Elon Musk decides he's not buying Twitter and he starts up a new social media platform, uh, we'll probably won't be on that one either. But. <laughs> yeah. And we stayed off of Trump's social media platform. So, you know, we're, we're all good. Oh man. There's so many of them out there now all for quote unquote free speech. Oh man. The world. What can we do? We got to live. So here. yeah, feel free to shout out at us on Twitter and tell us what we do right. Tell us what we do wrong. Tell us what you want to talk, hear, hear us talk about because otherwise we just meander like this. Yeah, and it just, as you can see, it's 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 never anything good. At Nerdy Dadcast on Twitter. Yeah. So on behalf of John, myself, Chris, I'm going to ask you to do one very simple thing: stay nerdy, my friends. Mm-hmm.